The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me now. Only thing that's on my mind is to go on this Hey, welcome to the Formula Sports Talk. We got Iris Fancy in the studio. We got a live show for you today. We are live here in Arizona. It is still hot in October. Yep. Um, but look, we got the Polynes calling in. We got some special guests. I thought, you know, Junior Spivey and Brian Nelson may come in, two uh, former MLB guys, uh, to talk a little World Series. But I know Alex has some World Series stuff going on. We finally got a World Series, but I'm not so sure it's the right team that's playing the World Series. And we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got Olden Polonese, 15-year veteran, Haitian-born from Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Um, got drafted in the first round to the Chicago Bears, Chicago Bulls, but never played. Know. But he never he never played for the Bulls. He got traded right away. Now it's interesting that the trade went from he went to Seattle mm-hmm. for Scottie Pippen, so he could have been Scottie Pippen playing with Jordan. Uh, we'd ask about that's that, so nuts. but we won't have enough time, and he's going to call in the last segment. That's usually eight minutes uh, uh, in that last segment, so we'll get straight to uh, the state of ba- basketball with him uh, and what he has going on. Um, LATalkLive.com, you can check him out on the Ozone. He has his own show. Again, Odin Polonese, 15-year veteran, was known for his rebounding, too. Mm-hmm. A lot Absolutely. of teams want him for his rebounding. Yeah, so he's that a banger. You always gonna have a job when you can get the ball, cause Dennis Robinson's one of the best of them. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll wait for that call later on in the show. Uh, what else we got? We got a. Uh, <laughs> did you how, tell me about what you feel about this real quick? Cause I want to get into that breaking news of Carson Palmer mm-hmm. and the Raiders in Cincinnati, but the handshake between Jim Harbaugh and Jim Schwartz. What, what, in your opinion, how do you assess? Everything that went on with that. It was blown out of proportion. Completely blown out of proportion. Jim Harbaugh just wins the game. He's excited. They're 5-1. and one. He's keeping his job. He comes in, gives him a handshake, gives him a pat on the back. Who cares? It's one guy that's downtrodden because he lost, and one guy that's jazzed up because he won, and it's a perfect storm. You know, Jim Schwartz, I understand both sides, but it was definitely blown out of proportion. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see both sides happen because Jim Harbaugh, first-year coach, uh, he left Stanford to take the San Fran job. Alex Smith... Everyone talks that he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. He has Alex Smith playing at a good, uh, a serviceable uh, rate, a right. serviceable level, and has these guys five and one. A five and unbelievable. one, job. unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, I can understand the excitement that goes into it, but there's a lot of backstories behind it. But Jim Harbaugh has always been this guy. He's been this guy with like two other uh, players. Um, the, the coaching um, when he was coaching Stanford, he had that uh, situation with USC. I think it was the yeah, uh, I believe so. He had that situation there. Um, but understandably so that he's a five and one coach for the San Francisco 49. He's exciting. I also looked on both sides. Jim Schwartz was upset he lost a game, mm-hmm. a game that he shouldn't have lost. I mean, and you can look, you can point to a whole lot of things, but I think it was Matthew Stafford's fault. At the same time, 
Harbaugh, in my opinion, could have took two, three seconds out to have a little bit more professionalism in it. But at both sides, either way, and I still don't think Roger Goodell should play any part into what's right. happening. It's two grown men. They, they they hashed it out. At least Schwartz did. But you can still hear some sarcastic uh, remarks with uh, Harbaugh and his uh, his genius and his comments. Yeah, and, and I and I laughed at it. And it was funny. He said, you know, maybe I just don't shake the guy's hands too hard. Then he said stated that. We can work on a lot of things <laughs> on you know in World Our Game and maybe he'll work on his post game handshake. So that was that. Now breaking news. The uh, Oakland Raiders, Jason Campbell, free agent this year, what was his four and two Oakland Raiders now is be- about to become Carson Palmer's team. Um, just as yesterday, Marvin Lewis, a guy who still I can't believe has a job, mm-hmm. he said we would not trade Carson Palmer. They are getting two draft picks for Carson Palmer. He will be in Oakland. Probably today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, this this actually gives them, uh, first of all, it gives Jason Campbell a challenge at quarterback, and number two, it actually gives them a shot. Like this quarterback, yeah, who knows what he's done for the past year? Because he's been out of football, he's been getting paid, but he's been out of football. He's pretty much been in lockdown with the Bengals organization because they wouldn't trade him anywhere. Right. Uh, if if you get offered a first first round pick, you're gonna take it. Because Andy Dalton is is playing really really well, mm-hmm. way better than you'd ever thought he would be, and I think that uh, Oakland Oakland with that run game, with that defense, with those special teams, they could actually win the AFC West. Even though I'm a Chargers fan, I can say that. Well, yeah, the Chargers may have something to say about that, but I'll tell you what this does for Oakland, and now it keeps them a two dimensional team because mm-hmm. they do have a running game, probably one of the best running bank, running games in the league. Um, but it makes them uh, still keep them a two-dimensional team. They don't have to run the ball. They went from being possibly being a 7-9 Oakland Raiders team at the end of the year to now they can stay on pace and be a 11-5. and five. Yeah, they could definitely win 10 games this oh, year. Oh, easily. 11-5 Oakland Raiders team, and that's what Carson Palmer does. But the, the Cincinnati Bengals will be get two draft picks for him. And I don't know the uh, – I know one thing they're picking, picking up his contract, the 2011 contract, which he was going to make $11.5 million. So they're picking up the whole thing, even though he set out five or six games. <laughs> But you can't go into a game with Bowler if you're the Oakland Raiders and expect to be have any success. Uh, just a little bit of he played, and, and not to forget that Terrell Pryor is over there that hasn't played in, in any NFL game probably maybe the preseason. Right. If, if he wouldn't have been suspended, if Terrell Pryor wouldn't have got that five game suspension, I think they would have given him a shot. Well, you know, maybe not because the NFL the deadline is today. 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 So maybe they wouldn't have. You know, Jason Campbell, that's really unfortunate they got hurt. But, you know what, you yeah. got to move on. And Carson Palmer's out there, and they snagged him. And this was the year Jason Campbell was doing so well mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, a quarterback. Because in the past, he's always had a different offensive coordinator, always had a different uh, quarterback's coach. He was doing so well with this team, and it looked like the Raiders. You know, the Raiders, didn't they win uh, NFC West, AFC West yes, last year? I they was eight and zero in AFC West. Oh yeah, oh yeah, in the AFC. Yeah, they were undefeated in the AFC. Undefeated West, in the AFC, and um, and then the Raiders. You know, Jason Campbell comes back, and he's having a serviceable year. Also, it's unfortunate he got hurt, but this may be an upgrade. And we won't take a call. I got a call on the hall. Call, are you there? Hey, Kwame. Hey, Alex. what's going on, Jeremy? Is that Alex. Yes, sir. Alex. Hey, Alex. How you doing? How you doing, man? Now, this is one of the. You want to talk about a fan, a Raiders fan? This is one of the ways oh, this guy lives and dies. He he's he won't sit down. He paces up and down wherever he is watching the game. This is a Raider fan. So so, I'll, let me ask you, Jeremy. What do what does Carson Palmer does to this team now that uh, Jason Campbell is down? And unfortunately, he's down with a collarbone, a broken collarbone. 
what does this does? Because I say this went from a 79 rated, possibly 79 to a possibly 11 and 5 Raiders team. Well, I mean, I think it gives uh, them a legitimate quarterback. Uh, I, I feel for Jason because, you know, he really spent a lot of time in the offseason working with the receivers, and he had the command of the offense, and he looked great. You know, but, you know, in sports, sometimes these things happen. you got to move on. Uh, Carson, I mean, this guy is a Pro Bowl quarterback. He has a working relationship with Hugh Jackson already from his Cincinnati days, so the transition should be a little smoother. And uh, it, like I said, it gives him a legitimate. It gives him a legitimacy at, at the most important position in the NFL. When you look what he did last year, you know he was just under four thousand yards. The interceptions were a little high, through twenty six touchdowns. But I like what he did in Cincinnati the year before that when they ran the ball a lot with Cedric Benson. Right. He only he threw the ball under five hundred times. I believe he had twenty one touchdowns, thirteen picks. I think what they need to do is you know keep running the ball. Don't think you're some passing team. But when the time comes, Carson can make those throws. Sure. So I, I think this really completes their offense. Absolutely. How do you guys explain the Cincinnati organization when they've never done business uh, un- while you under contract uh, with any with any person, any player, because they didn't want that trickle down to anything else? How do you explain that when they say we'll never trade pa- Carson Palmer? He's a, he's a bingo until he's up. They got a first round pick and. They have maybe one of the one of the new fun um, uh, combinations to watch with Andy Dalton and AJ Green. They're going to be younger. They have Cedric Benson, who's probably got a couple more solid years. If they can get a defensive stud with that first round pick, you know it might it might come full circle. Cincinnati is in the top five, at least in fantasy defensive numbers. So they're definitely in the top ten in the NFL in defense as is. And Cincinnati also is probably second behind Baltimore in that AFC North. This is a team that's one of the surprising teams of the year. They're sitting four and two with Andy Dalton, and two and four. I think we'll still be talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, but two and four is more likely what everyone expected. But they sure. four and two, and you're right. Get a good draft pick. Keep building on what you have. I think Andy Dalton is doing a great job over there. Absolutely. And I say great. I could. It's easy to say he's doing a pretty good job, but he's doing great considering circumstances that Andy Dalton is, is doing over there. Well, so I, I would say it's a good team. Excuse me, a good trade for both teams. If you're Cincinnati. You know, Palmer's not even a part of your team, and he is kind of that old regime right. in Cincinnati, that dead weight. They want to get rid of that pass. They got Dalton. He looks good. They got a draft pick. In fact, they might get a first-round pick in 2013 as right. well. Yeah. It's a conditional, conditional pick, yeah. depending on Carson's performance. And now moving to the Raiders, you need a quarterback. The Raiders have a great running game. They have improving receivers. You know, Darius Hayward Bay is looking good. He stepped Their up. Front seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on defense is phenomenal with the Aaron Curry pickup who played really well last week. Mm-hmm. Their secondary is young. It's an experience. It's, it's improving, but it, it's going to be work. Their front seven is going to have to carry them on offense now. They needed a quarterback. Right. And with Jason being a free agent at the end of the year with the broken collarbone, if he, you don't know how he's going to heal. You don't know if he's going to lose arm strength. You don't know what's going to happen. So you don't know how that's going to translate into next year. So we know this is a quarterback league, and you can't win without a quarterback. And now the Raiders got a good one for the next four or five years. Let me ask you, you know, a question. Those naysayers with the draft picks, you know what? For every good draft pick you make, there are two bad ones. If you can get a proven player in the draft, uh, excuse me, for a draft pick, especially at the quarterback position, it's a no-brainer for me. Jeremy, let me ask you this question. With, with the free agency of uh, Jason Campbell coming up this year, isn't the Oakland Raiders picking up the entire contract that Carson Palmer has? And that contract runs to 2014. 
and it's thirty. Yeah, it's thirty-eight point five million. The only holdup on the deal right now is they're restructuring it. So well, they have to restructure that. The official. Because I don't, I don't think Jason Campbell should not be able to come back and compete for that. Now he's a free agent. And he may want to go somewhere else, but I think he's having. I think he's becoming a quarterback and comfortably a quarterback in the Oakland Raiders organization because they do have one of the best running games, as I mentioned, in the game of, of, of football. But over the next three, four years, that contract that Carson Palmer has is a thirty-eight point five million dollar stretch, and and I guess the restructuring of that. Um, Maybe for a one or two year deal is what they're working on now. now do you I think, would love to bring Jason back, but I don't think he's going to want to be delegated to a backup role. Uh, and, he's going to want to be paid. He, he shouldn't be a backup. Right. He's not a great NFL quarterback, but he's a starting NFL right. quarterback. He's not Kyle Bowler. Right. Hey, Jeremy, um, do you think that they're going to make packages for Terrell Pryor, or do you think that he's just going to learn this year, just not play, and see what happens next year? Well, everything I'm reading is saying they're not going to develop any packages for him. They want him to be a quarterback. With this trade, that could change things. Or I, I'll tell you, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me as a Raiders fan if you know you do let Jason go come year end. Just let Terrell sit on the bench, and then in a few years, you know you reevaluate. I will work a package. Good. I will work a package. Can take the reins. Yeah, I would definitely. If I got Terrell and I haven't uh, inactivated him every week, I would definitely work on a package just to get his feet wet into the NFL. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's not it's not anything that's going to lose us a football game because they do have a the Raiders have improved uh, for about probably three years. They have been an improving t- football team ever since they got McFadden and he stayed healthy. And, and they and, and let us not forget they won the AFC West last year undefeated in the AFC West. Well, they, but they have the improved, so it's, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that they can do. Now, with Carson Palmer coming and having Terrell, and they can still keep Kyle as the third quarterback, uh, they can go ahead and uh, put injury reserve uh, Jason Campbell. They mm-hmm. can put him on injury reserve now. As a fan of the Raiders, what I would like to see with Terrell Pryor is them working some Brad Smith-like packages. Sure. Out yeah, of, yeah, right. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, some Wildcat stuff. Yeah. Yes, I think he could be tough. I mean, he's I got the speed he's, what, for it. Six, five, ran a four three. I mean, that's that's a that's an athlete that you need to get on the field at times. Right. I mean, if you if you get if if you get rid of Jason Campbell or if he leaves and goes to another team, you're going to lose a little bit of arm strength, but you're going to gain a build and speed with Terrell Pryor and with that running game and with that defense. It might not be that bad of a trade off. So, well, you're talking down the road. I mean, Carson's going to be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. Right. Well, unless yeah. he gets hurt or unless hang around I mean, he's Carson not the youngest. He's not a young hand anymore. A young chick. Carson. Carson no, Palmer. Yeah. He'll be uh, 32 going into uh, next year. He's right. a quarterback. He's, right. a, he's right. 32, but he's a quarterback, and he can play well into uh, 35. And that and that, those are good years uh, if he's going to be the quarterback for the Raiders going into the future. Future with this, and especially in that division, because I think Denver's obviously in rebuild mode. Kansas City. Yeah. You know, we don't really know what they have. Uh, San Diego is going to be tough. They got you know. So if you look at the Raiders with Carson Palmer and that running game with that defense for the next you know four or five years, they should be able to compete for that division every year with this trade. Okay, well, I don't know if you want to stay on, Jeremy. But we're going to have to take a break. Uh, but you know, we we had uh, the uh, Arizona Melanoma Network up here talking mm-hmm. uh, Barbara Cavanaugh. So don't forget to go to the website. That's network. Dot org. What's the website? I didn't know that you were doing that. I actually had a melanoma removed on my face as a kid. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it and come back. We'll take a break and we'll talk about that. Um, but right. it, it's, it's, man, they do outstanding things. I've been part of the event before. Hey, this is Kwame Lassie Sports Talk. We'll be back with Jeremy Freeland on the line and we got Ann Alex Clancy in the studio.
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner. Talking baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're talking sports with Kwame Lasseter. If you have a question or comment for the show today, give us a call right now. The toll-free number is 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Now, back to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey, we got, uh, like I said, uh, Alex in the studio. We've just been joined by Deborah Debris, who was in Arizona traffic early in the morning. The worst traffic in the world. It's crazy. And I haven't been all over the world, but in the world. And this time of day, it's driving with the amateurs, too. So yeah. it's uh, <laughs> not nearly as much fun as when I used to drive about 5.36 in the morning where everybody was speeding. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. Everybody is rushing to work. You just got to leave on time. And it, even when you, I thought I got here on time. I left the house at 7.45 to get to the studio. I probably took, took me 45 minutes to get here. Yeah, exactly. I had plenty of time to get here, yeah. except for the uh, three-car pileup. Well, yeah, which is crazy. Uh, speaking of pileups, man, you, what about the uh, Dan Weldon? You guys take a look at that. Oh, that man. track over in Vegas is just too small to have that many cars mm-hmm. up there. And, and then now they're talking about the new cars that are coming out next year that sh- should prevent all that. But it's too late. You you lost a guy uh, who's one of the one of the better racers in in sports. He just won the Indianapolis 500. Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he loses life to a track that shouldn't even be. And they make the track so... Oh, they, the banks. The banks so high yeah. where it's more excitement. But these guys, look what they're driving in at 180 plus miles per hour. Yeah, it's crazy. I know I was, uh, the uh, year that Dale Earnhardt was killed, I was there, saw the crash. And then the next oh, day wow. I got into a car over at the uh, Richard Petty School of Driving. And it was in the back of my mind. You know, and yet when I hit that first embankment, I mean that car sucked into it. So I just knew that car was made for that track. Right. So I mean, I was all out. You look at these guys, the dudes and gals do it day in and day out. You know, what's going to be going through their minds now after experiencing and seeing something like that and the pain that everybody goes through? Right. And this guy lost. I mean, it's just not a loss to the sport, but he lost his family and everything. Oh, yeah. I got in one of those cars. I was in Philadelphia. I want to say where the up there where the Eagles have their preseason, um, their um, off-season games or workouts. I said I'll never get back in one of those cars because the, the, these guys were so close, and I wasn't driving. I was a passenger. Yeah. Took me around the track twice. 
but he was bumping the wall almost every time. Oh, yeah. And he said, this is what they do. They hit the wall. The wall is not. They use it. They use the wall yeah. for, the, for that slingshot. Right. And they use the wall. And I said, this is crazy. I would never get back in here. Mm-hmm. Well, and those open wheels. I mean, that's the thing. When you bump one open wheel to another, I mean, you're just off and flying. Right. That's what they go aerodynamic, you and, know. Yeah. And he, I think he was only going 150. Mm. And I've been 100 in my own car. Yeah. But. That was up to 124, <laughs> yeah. and I tell you, one little tiny tweak, and you're off. You're done. You know? I yeah. know. Because okay. I think I, on my motorcycle, I was up, and then, and this is probably why I don't have my motorcycle now, but I got up to probably 120 on my motorcycle. Yeah. And I slowed down just in time, like gradually slowing down, but before I got to a big pothole, oh, I, yeah. I could be still flipping over right mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you learn how to lay them and down. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I laid, my, laid my bike down twice, but yeah. one of them I hopped off and kept running. <laughs> they just don't see you out here in Arizona. Arizona traffic's bad. But that's unfortunate that Dan has to li- lose his life over the excitement of the game or how they try to build these tracks uh, just for the excitement for the fan, fans. Fans well, come out. Well, putting them on a track that wasn't made for that type of car. At all. Right? I mean, it's At crazy. All. At all. And you can tell that there was a huge common bond between all these drivers because they're all risking their lives every time they're on the on the track. So it's definitely definitely bonds them together. You could see in the in the um aftermath in all the interviews and everything how yeah. really how really torn up everybody was. I mean, because they really are all friends. It's all a brotherhood. Sorry, Danica. You know, it's it's all it a is. brotherhood that um that uh, all these people are a part of, and when you lose somebody like this so tragically at the age of 33, and it's something really you can't, everybody. And it's something you can't plan for. Right. You know, no, something no. like that happens, it's nanoseconds, and there's, you know, you're driving through smoke, you're just, you know, doing whatever you can from instinct. It could have been any of those cars. Yeah. Any it could have been any of, those, any, of those, any of those cars, any of those 12 or 15 in the pileup, you know... But, you know, to, to lose your life at 33 for any... He did it... For any reason. For any yeah. reason. And he did it with the, uh, you know, the thing he loved to do most, uh, but you shouldn't have to. There, there should be uh, better regulations, better cars built, uh, big, better tracks, if you will, mm-hmm. more than anything. Cars are going to be what they are. They got to make them faster. They got to make them more durable and safe for those guys. And it's unfortunate it's a year too early because now they're talking about this new car that's coming out next year. Right. Dan is dead right now. Yeah, he, he's, exactly. He's, he's done. Um, there's no do-over on that. There's no mm-hmm. do-over on that, and this, mm-hmm. and this car is supposed to eliminate. And I, and I thought in all of these cars now, right now today, they have a package with a foam to eliminate. There was a lot of fire in that in that accident. Yeah, and it's supposed fire. To, yeah, yeah. And, and it's supposed to eliminate what they have in the cars now with the foam and how they built them. Uh, where these guys don't sit in there and become, you know, a torch. They become burned right. up, burning alive. So. I don't know. All, well, I tell you what. All our prayers go out to his family and, and, and to the race world. If anything, I know Voice America. They go out to the tracks and do a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I know John was doing some stuff out there uh, yeah. at the race in Vegas. Uh, but unfortunately, fix the tracks or keep them those type of cars off that track. All right. So and there's always the mental and emotional stuff that goes around. Not only the drivers, you've got all of the families that are involved. You know, it changes the home life immediately. All of the fans that watch it. I mean, everybody, whether you were there or seen it on TV, fan or no fan, right. it's got a huge effect on people. It, it, it's yeah, it, it's crazy. This is the smallest things can affect you in a huge way. Um, but you know, it, it's unfortunate that it happened. It happened. We'll see with the, with the new vehicle, the new car comes out, and how. Safe it is for these guys. 888-346-9144. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk in the studio with Alex Clancy and Deborah Dubree. Deborah just got in. And that was a good way to come into the uh, that terrible traffic. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. Traffic. But uh, uh, we were talking about the Carson Palmer situation. And we, I want to move on to baseball. Alex, you got your baseball stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think this, and well, briefly, we'll go uh, finish this off. I think this is the best move for the Raiders. I, as I said, they went from possibly they are four and two team right now. What was Jason Campbell's four and two Oakland Raiders is now Carson Palmer's team uh, that he inherited. And leaving Cincinnati, a team never let players go, never let them negotiate the uh, how they dictate, well, never let them dictate their negotiations uh, once you sign with those guys. And they've been bad for a long time, even before I even started playing football. Cincinnati, Denver, it's the teams you don't want to go to. And mm-hmm. Denver, because they gave all the money to John Elway, but you don't want to go to those teams, the bad organization. And then they talk about the Cardinals being one of those organizations, but I think the Cardinals now has made a lot of huge steps in the right directions to get the right players in, not just the players that are highly taunted, you know, get the right players in to fit their program, their, their schemes, their defense and offensive schemes. Um, but Carson Palmer inherits this team. This team has now became stayed two-dimensional because with Cal Bowler in there, it was going to be a running team only. And now they can went from 79 at the end of the year to possibly 11-5. and five. Yeah. Well, and I think he was going into what you know some are saying was a bit of a downward slide, and all of a sudden he's going into a new team that he's loving going into. Um, they're highly uh, enthusiastic, right. and uh, the possibilities are endless right now for the Raiders. And especially because of the passing of Al Davis, they all have this heightened, heightened wanting to win, heightened you know work ethic. Everything is going to be for Al this year, so mm-hmm. he's definitely going into it from, from a tainted environment to a very, very positive and uh, and good one. Okay, the Texas Rangers and the St. Louis Cardinals. Texas Rangers is a team that deserve to be there. They're one of those teams that deserve to be there. There is 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 possibly four teams, and with this this format, this baseball format, you know, you get six teams in the playoffs, uh, and with the wild card, the St. Louis Cardinals should not be in the playoffs. But fortunately, the Atlanta Braves choke, and we and we made a conversation about this, Alex. That it happened two years ago in San Diego with an 11-game lead uh-huh. and they choke. And you like to think if you just win one game, right. St. Louis Cardinals not in it. But then the St. Louis Cardinals going to beat the Milwaukee Brewers, who I thought was a better team. And this is <laughs> this is probably perfect because the guy running his mouth over there with the Brewers has about five, ten different names. Um, now he's sitting at home watching the St. Right. Louis Cardinals play. But you know the best team is one of the best team, better teams are in the St. Louis Cardinals um, are in. But I don't think it matter who's um, who's in, who's in this game right now because throughout all the playoffs the Braves should have been there. Milwaukee definitely should have been in there. Uh, it was one more team I thought. Uh, Red Sox. The Red Sox didn't even make it. Didn't yeah. even make the playoffs. Didn't even get in the wild card. Yeah. They should have been in. Uh, who was in it? Tampa. The Rays were in through a her- heroic uh, seventh yeah, inning. Comeback. Yeah, right. Comeback. But uh, what do you assess of this uh, this World Series now with the Texas Rangers and the St. Louis Cardinals? Well. I think uh, this is the year of the team. I've talked about it a lot. You know, the conglomerates are kind of going towards the wayside, and these teams are, are rising up. St. Louis was down ten and a half games on August 25th. Ten and a half games with about a month to play, right. a little over a month to play. So they, if they once they made the playoffs, they deserve to be there. And you have, I've, I've said from the beginning, you do not want to play Albert Pujols in the playoffs. People feed off his energy. They have good enough pitching. Um, so, you know, they're a force to be reckoned with. Texas needs to kiss Nelson Cruz's feet. <laughs> Six home runs, 13 RBIs. And his home runs, the crazy part was that, I wrote this down, his home runs, every one was important. Um, in game one, he hit he hit a home run 
to uh, give them a one-run lead. In game two, he tied the he tied. <coughs> pardon me. You are you got some. I'm perfect. I'm almost better. He um <laughs> he hit a home run in the seventh to tie the game, then hit a walk-off grand slam, the first one in uh, LCS history. Uh, in game four, he hit a three-run home in the t- three-run home run in the top of the eleventh to put them up seven-three. Every game, he hit an important home run. Well, those those type type of guys that step up and become an intricate part of why you're sitting in the World Series games right now. The the Cardinals have a uh, Chris Carpenter pitching mm-hmm. the first game. I, I don't know how well it's going to match up with these guys. Well, uh, C.J. Wilson game. isn't pitching very well. So yeah, and an- another thing I found was that out of both teams combined, only one starter in 12 total games recorded a win. Only one which is out of control. So you have the bullpen and you have hitting that have gotten these teams through the LCS. And another really good thing is that normally one team will be like uh, limping into the World Series. Like they'll play well enough to get there and one team's super hot and they end up taking it all the way through. Both these teams are smoking hot. So it's going to be a really, really good World Series. And hopefully Texas, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I was, go ahead. Go ahead, you good. No, I think think it's Texas this year. Texas. They, They made it two years in a row. You don't want to see, as a sports fan, as much as you do want to see, you don't want to see some team make it all the way through the trenches two years in a row and lose both times, like Buffalo Bills status. Well, if Buffalo went four times, <laughs> well, they lost four times. But it, it's something, they, once you're in that situation, you learn how to get over the hump. If you've been to the playoffs, you learn how to get to that next step. If you always made the wild card, now you become a, uh, you get a bye week. You learn how to win games as you go along. Them going twice, now it's up to those guys. Mm-hmm. Their first game is in Bush Stadium. It's up to those Texas Ranger guys to to find a way to get over that hump and get a jump on the St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals, what they three years ago they won the World Series. Two thousand six. Two thousand six, they won the World Series. They've been there before, mm-hmm. and Albert Pujols is a guy who feeds off this this atmosphere, and his team feeds off what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and not to forget that this is a contract year. How this year started off with. He showed up to camp wanting a contract. They say we're not giving you a contract. Then early in the year, he breaks his hand on a play that he could have avoided, but he broke his hand, so he missed a few games. This guy's sitting in the playoff World Series right now with a chance to win his second one. Yeah, and David Freeze there, nobody even knew who he was if you're not a baseball fan. He went. He had three home runs, nine RBIs, batted 5.45. He won the LCS uh, NL MVP. I mean, if you if you get people coming out of the woodworks like this and supplementing or complimenting Albert Pujols and everybody else, you definitely got a good chance to win it all. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, finish up this World Series. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, Double Debris in the studio. Cormorant Sports Talk. We'll be back in about 90 seconds. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. What does building a family mean to you? 
Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're talking sports with Kwame Lasseter. If you have a question or comment for the show today, give us a call right now. The toll-free number is 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Now, back to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey, if you remember about two weeks ago, we talked to uh, Barbara Kavanaugh uh, as long as we could before the phone got cut off. Uh, but she's the uh, founder and president of Arizona Myeloma Networking. Um, they're having a huge event this weekend. Friday is a receptionist over at Chaparral Suites Resort Bar Rooms. If you, if you decide you want to stay there, the rooms are a special rate, $139. Uh, that's Friday, October 21st. And then they have the golf game, the golf event on that Saturday coming up over at, at um, what is it, Mountain Ranch Golf Course. I'm, I mean, McCormick Ranch Golf Course. Uh, we're lunching awards afterwards, uh, but you can still call in. You can still go to the uh, web's page. That's Arizona Myeloma Network dot org, and um, you know get involved with it because it's a good thing. We just had Jeremy Freeland on the show. He said he had something removed off his face, which was uh, important. I mean, it's a, it's a cancer, and there's a lot of people dying, passing from it that don't know about it. So check it out. Um, or give us a call at 888-346-9144 and we'll give you more information on that we were talking World Series uh, let's finish up with the World Series Deborah, you, you, you like uh, I was just going to make say. a comment that uh, just like you guys were saying when you've got players that are coming up and making plays that normally they wouldn't make and clutch guys that are coming in and you know making plays that are really um, critical to the game, uh, you can feed off of that, you know, and players are doing that. Um, some guys will close down and, you know, leave it up to the one guy. Other guys will jump forward, and it seems to be happening on both teams where everybody's just energetically getting charged, and uh, you're going to have a lot of players that are out doing what they normally could do. And, the, yeah, the St. Louis Cardinals, are, they're stepping up at the right time. They got into the playoffs. Once you get into the playoffs, anything's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They got into the playoffs through, uh with the Atlanta Braves falling off, 10 games, falling off 10 games. And, we, and we've seen it before with the uh, Padres. But they got into the playoffs, and they, they kept getting better and better each game, each week against each opponent. They beat the Phillies. They beat the, they beat the best team in the National League, right. record-wise. And, and that was one of the teams we thought would be in the mm-hmm. World Series. Everybody Texas did. Rangers in here are now in the World Series against the St. Louis Cardinals, who, who who's peaking at the right time. I think uh, with the Rangers being there for... 
two years in a row, I think it may be this year. This and year if, they win it. And if they can actually step back and take a look at, you know, what did we just do? You right. know, when you make one of those phenomenal plays as an individual or a team and say, what specifically and exactly did we just do to be great and then repeat that, that awareness is huge to be able to recognize it and then repeat it and then applaud yourself again for going to that next level and just keeps building. Unfortunately, I think it's time for Albert Pujols to show his dominance once again, just to pr- just show the world, hey, I'm here still. Every five or six years, he's hit 30 home runs every year he's been in the league. Never been done before. He is St. Louis is going to win. Well, it's, uh, it is unfortunate because I don't think that guy has to prove anything. He put some players around him, and they're not limping into the playoffs. But they're here because Albert Pujols and, and him coming back a lot earlier, like you are, Deborah, in the studio, <laughs> coming back from a knee sur- from re- reconstructed knee surgery. But he has he has been that mainstay, that main uh, statistically wise. He has been that guy uh, that's always put those numbers up. Those guys have to feed off that. Sure. Yeah. Those have to feed off that. And uh-huh. he, he can still be, you know, he's not such a huge guy where younger guys come in and he doesn't get excitement about the play of these younger guys and what they can do for for the team. And that's probably why he wanted the contract. Albert Pujols probably can go anywhere right. to play baseball. Uh, but being in the right situation and being in St. Louis the, all those years, he wanted a contract at the beginning of the year, but they wouldn't give him one. So right. a lot of distractions uh, going into the season. Uh, Tony LaRusso, not Tony LaRusso, but you look at this guy, Albert Pujols, and what he's done over his years, he is St. Louis. We'll give this guy some long-term deal. They don't want to do it. They don't want to give him a 10-year of, of what they want. It was $280 million, yeah. $280 million, yeah. yeah, for a 10-year deal. It's you baseball know. money. If you're going to give anybody any money in, in the major leagues, he's the one you need to give it to. Not A-Rod, not all these pitchers that have two good years, then you give them max deals. Well, I guess there's not a max deal in, in major leagues, but yeah. you give them a lot of money. And Albert Pujols, he deserves it. All he's done is shut his mouth, play baseball. He was never he was never in the steroid thing. He was he was never in the Metro part. He was never... That's why $280 million is not a big deal to give up to him. Not, it's not my but money. they're a small market team, they so are. it's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to the market, but everybody, that means they'd have to probably raise ticket prices. There's a lot, okay. of, there's a lot of rippling effects about it. And it's not fair to the market, and what if he loses and, and nobody shows up to that stadium? They're going to win. So it's not going to matter. No, no. What if he leaves? <laughs> oh, what if he leaves? Oh, they're, they're going to have a problem. They're going to have a problem. They're going to be the Milwaukee Brewers. Ex- yeah, exactly. And Milwaukee had their chance, and Prince Fielder. And Prince is gone. He's going to yeah, be gone. He's gone. Now having those small market teams, is anybody going to watch this World Series? Absolutely. You because so? everybody is rooting for one of these teams because they're not a conglomerate. I, I would like to see uh, the ratings to this uh, World Series. I mean, obviously the first game, people are going to tune in for that, but I don't see how how well it goes throughout the uh, series. Um, but yeah, they both of them small market. Texas, you got although Texans were probably a better team. Um, but St. Louis is a small market baseball team. That's why you can't get rid of a guy, Albert Pujols, and what he does and what he does for that community. Uh, and when I was playing for the Rams, he was out there. It was Albert Pujols everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you get rid of him, then your team's going to be, you might as well fold up. And he's probably, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, and seriously, I'd rather pay for consistency than a flash in the pan, too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got somebody who's consistent. You can build off of that and build other players that are that you know, one-hit wonder type of thing or one year or two seasons or whatever it might be, but that consistency that underlies it all is the foundation for, a, you know, a repetitive team. Right, and I think that awards for MVPs are, you know, it, it, every year it's different why one person should get it, why one person should get it. If you take him off the Cardinals, they win 60 games every year, 50 games every year. He is the most valuable player to that team 
compared to any other player in the major leagues. He's one of them, man. He's one of those guys that are not asking to go to the Yankees and his free agent contract. He's not asking to go to the uh, Boston Red Sox. Might go to the Cubs, though. Cubs. If they don't win, if they don't win, he's gone. I think. If, yeah, no. Uh, they they should be working on a deal right now, but it shouldn't be all that is distraction right now. Just tell him we'll take care of you at the end of the season. That 280 you you want, and it shouldn't even have to be publicized. And we don't need to know all that because now we're worrying about if we if we know he's about to get 280 million dollars, we holding him accountable to his right. play now. So just tell his agent or promise his agent this deal will get done and let Albert Pujols keep doing what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely, and, and he has his team in, in the World Series, and we'll watch these guys. We'll watch these guys see what they do. Um, you know, it takes a, it's a wild ride. And I, I hope that it's a wild card team. I hope it's going to be a really, really good World Series because the last month and a half of baseball has been my favorite month and a half ever with baseball. Just so exciting, so many crazy things happening. And hopefully all the way through there's going to be seven more games of it. Seven more You think this is going to go to distance? I, I, I don't know. I hope it does. It would be a great cap to the season. The, the St. Louis... With the hitting they're doing right now, the St. Louis, they put up 12 points on the Milwaukee in the final game. So uh, hitting shouldn't, the excitement of, of baseball, as far as hitting is concerned, it shouldn't be a letdown. These guys can put the bats up, bet on the ball and get it out the park. Uh, but exciting. They, they get four runs in the first inning mm-hmm. of a game on the road. Right. And so that, this, these guys can play anywhere. So uh, the park is the park. Uh, they've been in this thing long enough. Uh, well, they... 12, 12, 6, they beat the Brewers and they end up in the World Series. Yeah. So that's good stuff. All right, we'll talk a little baseball. Well, let's get into some real quickly before we go to break. Uh, you saying the Eagles will not make the playoffs because of the Giants or just because of what the Eagles are? No, I think it's because it, it, at this point they're two games back. They don't win at home. Um, unless they win seven or eight games in a row, which could happen, mm-hmm. you know, um, in in most instances, there aren't these outliers in every in every um, division, like a Green Bay and Detroit six and zero five and one. Tampa Bay, New Orleans are both two games up on Philly. They have obviously rested four and two. Uh, San Francisco's five and one, which nobody thought would happen. So, because there's so many great records, it, it's starting to separate. Great records and crappy records. And I mean, they're two and four. They're in trouble in that division. If the Giants beat them. One game in in division, Dallas might beat them. They're exposed. If Michael Vick gets hurt, and if he gets hurt one more time, he's probably going to miss some extended period of time, and then you're in trouble. So everything is lying on Michael Vick staying healthy. They're two and four, and then you have uh, Lashawn McCoy, Deshaun Jackson. You have who uh, you have Macklin over there, Michael Vick. Their offensive line has getting gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I, I say they two and four, and they lost four games. Their their team is getting a lot better. They've taken their their bumps and bruises now. Now it's time to play for the team. When they came into the season, it was this dream team. So th- it was a hype they couldn't live up to because they haven't played on paper. Yeah, they look. Well, like they could have won. They could have won their first six games and lived up to it right now. If they won their first six games, yeah. but then on paper they look like the team to beat. Mm-hmm. And with, with all these backups, we see Vince Jones come in. He throw. He almost throw interceptions his first play. Why are you throwing the ball on your first play? You haven't played since middle of last year. Ugh. Hand the ball off, get him in some type of rhythm. That's just that's just Andy Reid, and, and I've talked before about Andy Reid. He went from a great coach to now. Maybe it's time to move on. If you don't get it done with this team, you you traded a lot, you got a lot for uh, that team to be successful. You bring in one of the top corners. You you get a trade to the, from the Arizona Cardinals for Kevin Cobb with uh, DRC. You still have Asante Samuels there. You got lockdown corners, uh, so they should be a lot better. But the mistakes are coming on offense. 
Well, part of what you hit on, too, is the rhythm, you know, the individual rhythm of them trying to figure out how to play as individual players and then turn around and figure out how do they play as a team. And they, to this point, haven't really figured that out, you know, the whole Vic in the pocket, not in the pocket, you know, all that stuff. Um, they're just now kind of maybe almost getting that figured out. Right. So we'll see what they do in this uh, bye week. Well, just let the guys play. Let, I mean, you, you didn't draft uh, Michael Vick or you didn't bring him in off a two-year stint and tell him stay in the pocket. Let Michael well, Vick play. Mm-hmm. That's trying to change somebody's natural behavior. Right. And You've got to take what somebody does really, really well and leverage it. Now, if But if Kevin Cobb was still their backup, they'd let him. Because if he got hurt, they'd have some sort of competent quarterback with some sort of experience with the offense. Uh, to back him up and actually come in and you won't lose all that much. Vince Young is new. Kafka is unproven in his second year at a Northwestern. Right. You don't, either you're going to be a running team without Michael Vick or you can make the playoffs. That's really, as of right now, what it's going to be. As far as the Eagles making the playoffs, Michael Vick go down one more time and, and it's possible because of the way he plays. Uh, Kafka's not going to be able to get it done. They are out of the playoffs. But right now, I think they'll still make it. But in those scenarios, in that situation they're off. And we're talking Kevin Cobb, who's now in the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are one and four. Uh, we didn't expect that. Maybe, maybe three and three at worst case scenario. I mean, they went four, maybe two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and going have, back, even this summer, there was an article I read on Michael Vick during the offseason where he was, uh, uh, going back and looking at his game films from the last year or so and looking at all the mistakes he made and how to fix them. And I made a comment uh, a couple months ago about the exact wrong thing to do. And right. these guys are doing it even in their bye weeks. Is When you look at your films, you look at them as an observer so you can see what went wrong, but then you replay it in your mind and with your emotions to do it exactly the right way so that you're building that success pattern in your mind rather than building the mistakes that you know end up uh, coming out on the field the next time you play right and you don't want to you don't want to look at all the bad things i think when you got an off season like well off week like that you go back to the basic on a lot of things because you you got to move forward from a lot of that negative Mm -hmm. stuff and the more you see positive things the more positive things you do and that works on the other side of things uh we're going to take another break got alice clancy and devil debris in the studio uh sports talk we'll be back in a minute flagship station for sports voice america sports spin it with chuck foreman has a spin on so much that's going on it will be hard to fit it all into the promo we'll talk about the weekend games what to look forward to hot topics in the news spin it old school which gives a back in the day approach from chuck a no spin zone where chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news happenings and more it's football news and happenings tune in for spin it with chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're talking sports with Kwame Lasseter. If you have a question or comment for the show today, give us a call right now. The toll-free number is 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Now, back to Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. And welcome back to the show. We were talking football. We were talking Philadelphia Eagles. But we can go across the board with the Rams. The Rams and, and the trades they're having right now. Uh, Brandon Lord from Denver, he's now uh, someone that Sam Bradford can throw to. Well, I think he's in Miami now. No, that's he didn't go to Miami. Brandon Marshall's in Miami. Brandon Lord went to the uh, St. Louis Rams, um, and now they have more because he Sam Bradford had no one to throw to really. He mm-hmm. handed the ball off to Steve Jackson, and, and with the guy, he didn't have a consistent guy to throw to, and they were trying to get rid of Brandon Lord out of Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they have another guy with Endeavor. But now, who does Tebow have to throw to? Tebow's making his first start that everybody wanted to happen. Everybody couldn't wait to see happen. Uh, Tim Tebow uh, come in for Cal Orton. Which Cal is, it's not his fault when you put all that pressure on somebody. Um, when you got Tim Tebow, that who, who shouldn't have got drafted in the first round, but would have been a great third-round pick, and you would have got the same thing out of him, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now he's a starting quarterback, so now he's he's getting a chance to prove, again, everybody wrong, because he's one of those guys that can do that. He's getting a chance to prove them wrong. Instead of people telling them what he can and can't do, he's actually going to get a shot early enough in the season as to where if they go on, if they go on a run, anything's possible, you know? I mean, it's probably chances are it won't happen, but at least he's getting a chance early enough as to where they're not, they're already out of playoff contention and they're playing three games. Who cares? That doesn't show if you can really win or not. Right. They, they are sitting, because he's coming under different circumstances. Anybody can play loose and free like that when you're coming under right. different circumstances because right. it, it's, it's more so you're going to need to hone your skills up now mm-hmm. and find out and show why you should be the starting quarterback for the future. Well, that's, uh, a, that's the thing. Now he's going to be looked at as a leader. You know, right. He's got to really step up big time, and he's got some heavy expectations on him, which means a lot more pressure. And we're going to start to see now whether he can hand that, you know, handle that pressure mentally and emotionally, because um, the fans will turn just as fast on him as they will on anybody oh, yeah. else if he doesn't perform. And that's why I say in Denver, you know, be careful what you ask for. I think Tim Tebow could be a great leader. I think he could be that guy, but I don't see him being a great quarterback. I see him just being a guy you can put package together for him, and they will work. They change up the momentum of the game, and they work for your offense. Uh, they keep defenses off balance. I see him can be that guy. I see him down the road being a a tight end or a flex receiver that a linebacker will have to cover that is not going to get done. Right, but it's, again, it's all hypothetical until we actually put him on the field and let him play three or four games in a row. See him build him some camaraderie. I mean, they have receivers there. Eric Decker is playing really well. Demarius Thomas is is getting his time. Eddie Royal has some great games last year. He either has a great game or he disappears. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, McGahee, um, Noshan Moreno is getting healthier. So, I mean, they might be able to salvage a little something out of, out of this year. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs, but, you know, they could definitely have some sort of positive things going on, even though they started one and four. Well, it'll be interesting to see if the guys will trust him too. Yeah. You know, they will in the beginning. It depends on how he's going to play. Whether they continue to trust him to be able to get the ball to him, whether he's handing off or throwing either one. Right, because the whole playbook is not open for this guy. How you go into a season trying to salvage a season when you got a guy whose his mechanics coming into the league wasn't uh, what they say a quarterback should have, 
and then the playbook is not open because he's more so of a running guy. And, and we thought, um, we, a lot of people, thought this would be um, Cam Newton's situation. It may be his issues uh, going out there being a running quarterback. But Cam Newton never had to pass at Auburn. He, he could run the ball. Uh, he's playing against other college guys who didn't have his capabilities, uh, his type of skill set. Plus, he had other guys around him. Now we see him in the pros throwing these outrageous numbers. So, so what do we say about Cam? All he needs is another receiver. He has Steve Smith to throw, right. throw to. Right. He needs another receiver. There's a guy coming out of Oklahoma State this year. Uh, Should have came out last year. If if Carolina Panthers can get that guy, they already have uh, Stewart, uh, two of the best, Williams. and D'Angelo Williams. They already have a running game that they're not using. Obviously, when Cam is passing for this much, they're not running the football, but they're behind in football games. I think up until, well, behind meaning a score, a touchdown right. away, up until this game, but they lost that game uh, to Carol- Carolina, lost to mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons 31-17, but they were in the game up until the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, and yeah. all Cam needed it was a chance in the fourth quarter right. to possibly tie it up. Uh, so if they get another receiver, I think Carolina would be a much better team than they were this year. I see him really building. I yeah. mean, he's building such a solid foundation for himself within the team and within himself personally that uh, he's definitely going to be one to continue to watch. Yeah, but he 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 definitely showed his rookie um his rookie status. I think he threw three picks. Yeah. Uh, he I mean he he, threw, he ran for 50 yards and got a touchdown. Ran for two uh, threw for 237. He never really had control this game like he had control of the other ones. Um, he wasn't hitting his tight ends as much. He hits Greg Olson and uh, Jeremy Shockey. Those are his Shockey. two best friends. Yeah. Nobody even knew Steve Smith was even going to be in the picture. So if you can get another stud receiver to line up uh, alongside, uh, obviously, yeah, Steve Smith and have those um, two tight ends and a couple running backs, who knows what could happen in the future. Well, that's all they need. Or, or find one in the draft mm-hmm. or find one in free agency. Uh, there's probably a handful of them in free agency, some veteran receivers that you can bring to the organization, and they, they change the whole complexity of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Cam Cam has showed composure all the way up until this point. And he's, you know, you expect a guy to throw two or three interceptions a game. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees threw three, three. This, three this weekend, and Drew Brees is probably – top three best quarterbacks, top five best quarterbacks in the National Football League, but he throws the ball 50 times. Mm-hmm. He throws the ball 50 times, uh, i say 40 times or more uh, to win football games. They don't have a running game in New Orleans, but you can always count on Drew Brees to keep those guys in, in football games. He's thrown for over 350 yards in four straight games. Right. It's never been done before. Never been done before. Unbelievable. But he passed so much. Yeah. Through threw about 45 times. But he has a good core of receivers, too. And then give Cam Newton one more quarter, one more receiver. Right. Uh, that changed their offense completely. Now you got to worry about the running game. You got to worry about two decent receivers. And this is what Atlanta Falcons tried to do last year. The uh, Matt Ryan only threw nine interceptions, about twenty-five touchdowns. Um, but they was running the football right. more, so they started running the football this week with uh, Michael Turner. Julio Jones was gone, so that went back to their offense they had last year. But when you get Julio Jones, you change up the identity of who you are. You think you have to pass the ball down the field, where well, you don't have to do that. You have guys up there that can, you know, that not just serviceable, but pretty good at what they do. Uh, run the football first, and it'll open everything else for you. Yeah, play your game. Don't run the past game or the future game. Play the game you got in front of you right then. Right. These guys in Atlanta, they forgot who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's tough when you get that talent and you know what he can do. You try to map your map your game plan around him when you should keep the same game plan. You know, give give him some touches. Give him some um. Give him some uh, targets, but run the ball. Yeah, I mean, Michael Michael Turner is finally starting to get into his own a little bit. People said that he wasn't gonna, he was going to have a really down year because he'd been worked so much last year. 
if he runs the ball 25, 25 times a game and gets gets the numbers he got last week or something close to it, they're going to be just fine. They might rise up and uh, win that division. Going into week seven, who are your surprise teams? San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm so, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, who nobody knew that this was going to happen. Alex Smith is like the yeah, Alex Smith was on his way out. He's like he's like the Mark Sanchez of the NFC because he has a running game, he has defense. But if the games get close, except for this last week when he mm-hmm. threw the when he threw the touchdown pass on fourth and six, mm-hmm. things things go wrong when it's on the onus of the quarterback to win a game. But if Frank Gore is going to run like crazy like he did, he had two long runs which ballooned his numbers. Right. But you know, Mark. Yeah, he's capable of doing that too. Sure, if your offensive line will work together and, and, and get the holes for him. And they and, and the San Francisco 49ers also have a pretty good tight end over there. That yeah, Vernon probably, Davis is a stud. That who can probably flex out. And and then now you got to think about: Do I put a linebacker on this guy? Do I bring my third cornerback in? Right. Now that changes up the softness of their defense. So now they can run the ball, with Frank Gore. And I think Jim Harbaugh has done an excellent job with that, with uh, mix matching their uh, offense to to. Um, Combat defenses, uh, if you will, uh, but they sit in five and one. Yeah, and barring some huge collapse, they'll win the division. This was a team that you probably thought would be two and four right now. Yeah, two and four with Alex Smith being the quarterback. Right. Well, he's he's revived, um, and I thought he was going to tank this, not tank the season, but look to get Alex, uh, the quarterback from Stanford, Andrew Luck. In a supplemental draft, that didn't happen. Andrew Luck's probably going to end up in Miami somewhere or maybe Indianapolis. No, it's going to be poetic justice yeah. if he goes to Indianapolis. It'll just out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. Keep going. And Peyton Man is not playing again. FYI, we got about 40 seconds if you guys want to get a word in. But Peyton Man is not playing again. He has a $250 million insurance <laughs> policy that if he don't play again, he gets $250 million. He's not playing again. Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's going to be tough coming back in again with that type of injury and being off this time. Yeah. And his mental and emotional game has got to be toast right now. Right, his passion is his passion, but that's right. If I if I I got a two hundred fifty million dollar insurance policy, I, I don't think I want. I love to, a guy. I, I don't think I want to risk that fall on my neck again. Now and I can't walk. He'll yeah. be an offensive coordinator next year. Yeah, a, a great one too. Yeah, a great and, one and then too. he'll be a head coach, and then it's going to be you know it's going to be great. And then he win another. Super you don't Bowl worry about him. Coach. Yeah. All right, this is Kwame Lott's Sports Talk with Alex Clancy in the studio, Deborah Debris. Don't forget to check yourclearedge.com, uh, Deborah's website. If you're crazy, uh, you might want to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back. Check out uh, Clancy's Corner. Clancy, Alex got a bunch of things on uh, YouTube uh, that he going to have to stop paying for. Hey, we, 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 I already <laughs> asked you. We be, no, it's, a, it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm messing with you. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Next week we'll have uh, Odin Polonese call in and and talk a little bit about the state of uh, basketball. Until then, check out the fan page. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.